Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. A podcast that's not about growing marijuana or gardening, but is about living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm sure glad you're here. The Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast is hosted by me, Connie Lawson, and airs Mondays and Fridays on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to check me out on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can also go to our website at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com to leave your prayer requests or a comment and to read our blog whenever I write one, which is not very frequently because speaking is my jam, not writing. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this show started. guys welcome to the show i'm so glad you're here i just want to give you a quick update i have had the most amazing opportunity i get to interview for the podcast author and speaker vanitha reisner now if you don't know her you need to go check her out she has written some amazing books one is called the scars that have shaped me another through the fire they are the most uh, poignant, wonderful, amazing, easy to read, but very deep uh, memoir books that just give you such an incredible dose of faith. I would consider Vanitha to be one of the most stalwart warriors for Jesus that I have ever come across. And I have had the, I'm going to have the privilege of having her on the show. I'm going to interview her here later in this month of August. And then depending on when I get the episode edited, I will have that out towards the end of August or the beginning of September. But you need to tune in to be able to hear that wonderful episode, not to mention all of the other great content that the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast has. So today we're picking back up in Ruth. I'm going to just go right off from where I started last time. We were talking about the issue of the cross of the famine being laid in the in the life of Elimelech and his family and his choice to go outside of God's will and plan to satiate his hunger and to find comfort. So there's another reason why there's a problem with this. So you have the land of promise that the that God gave the children of Israelite, the Israelites. And then you have Moab. Moab was a land, so they're in a famine. And Moab is a land of fertile, lush, rich you know, it just isn't there. It's lacking in nothing. And so it's extremely tempting when we are in the face of adversity, whether that adversity is coming as a punishment or that adversity is coming as a test or that adversity is coming as a character building exercise, whatever it may be. It is tempting when things are going poorly or they're going rough or they're going hard or grievous for us to want to escape. And when we are in a place of weakness due to punishment or suffering, 
we are easily tricked into thinking that we can go and sojourn in a dangerous land. So if our, for instance, if our spouse is being terrible, we are easily tempted and believe, can believe easily that it's okay to go and have dinner with that other opposite sex friend. When that is a dangerous land of Moab, or when we're weak in fighting the addiction to think that we can toy around with something else to replace it, or when we're weak in the aspect of wanting something, that we can fill it with another thing that's dangerous. So we have to understand that opposition already puts us in a weakened state, difficulty, a lack of comfort, frustration, pain. All of those things are external forces that weaken us in our, in our human condition. And they make us long for better and long for comfort because we're very selfish individuals. And so we have to be extremely careful to very uh, cautiously and and full of humility to seek the Lord to find out, A, is this from you? And really, if you're a believer and something enters your life, it's from him. Here's why I say that. Whether or not he caused it, he allowed it. And if you are a child of his and it's happening to you, then it's obviously supposed to be happening. So comfort never really has anything to do with it. And that's going back to standing on the principle of faith and knowing that we serve a good God that we can trust in and trust on. So if it's happened and we belong to Jesus, then we can have full assurance it's supposed to be happening. A story that comes to my mind is I remember when my precious son Jeremiah died. And I had gotten home from the hospital and I was filled with grief. And I remember walking in the door and Eden was still in the NICU. And I walked in the door and I saw on the counter a cup. It was a mug that I had gotten at my at my family baby shower from a precious friend. And it said twin mama. And I just cracked in half. And the only thing that could, that came to me that was anchoring to me for probably 48 hours straight that I repeated this sentence over and over and over. And anyone that has experienced grief of any type will be able to identify with this. You have to have something. So the, the, the situation of the loss, whatever it may be, the loss of a job, a dog, an animal, a grandma, a friend, a child, a spouse is so massive in your mind. It takes up every bit of space and you keep going over that loss and over that loss. You can't get rid of that loss. And so you need something to anchor yourself to. And if you don't have something to anchor yourself to, you just get carried off. And the thing that I anchored myself to was if Jeremiah was supposed to be here, 
than he would. Because I know that you love me and I know that everything in my life happens for a reason and it happens being filtered through your hand. So whether or not you caused it, you allowed it. And therefore I can know that it's for my good. Now, does that do anything to your feelings? No, it doesn't. But it anchors your heart. It anchors your soul. And that, my friends, is really the most important thing to have is that anchor as you are experiencing the up and the downs and the pains and the, and the grief and the trials of this life. And so it is important that if there is ever a cross laid in your path, that you prayerfully seek the Lord and commit to him that you know, Lord, I know that you either allowed this or you orchestrated it, you caused it, one or the other, but I know because I belong to you that it's for my good. So what do you want from me during this time? And how do I proceed? What do I do to either deal with this or to fix it or to tolerate it? What area of my character are you wanting to change? So all of these things are so important. So remember when something happens, something unpleasant in your life, look at it as Matthew Henry said, it's a cross. And scripture says that we are to pick up our cross daily and follow him. And so it could be said that there are daily things put in our path, just as there are those monumentous things in our life that we try to escape. So there are the daily small things. And so to make it a habit of looking, Lord, what have you placed in my path that I'm trying to get away from, avoid, or that I am tempted to deal with in a way that does not honor you, that potentially causes generational issues, generational sin to take place, generational consequence, in what way can I find you, serve you, and change whatever it is that you want me to change by carrying this cross? It's so important, guys, that we are able to begin to view the hardships of our life as a form of holy sandpaper, God puts people and things and situations and feelings in our lives to rub us raw. And you may say, well, that's just me. No, it's not. It's loving because the things that are rubbed raw, the things that the circumstances of life bump up against, the things that people bump up against on us are things that need to go. They're things that not only hinder us, but they hinder other people from the Jesus in us. And they hinder us from experiencing the God that lives in us. So it's important that we can see that the trials, the crosses that we have to face, even if they are because of sin, that there are consequences of our sin, that they are so important in shaping and molding us to be able to walk in the freedom 
and in the deep relationship that Jesus Christ has for us. I hope that this will encourage you and that you will begin to take the next step, whatever it may be, to evaluate what crosses are in your life and evaluate and seek the Lord on what he wants you to do with those crosses, how he wants you to handle them, how he wants to change you, what he wants to change in you. I hope that you will subscribe to the podcast, that you will like the show and that you'll send me a comment. I would love to know what topics you would like to hear about and what guests you would like to have. And if you know of anyone that would be an awesome guest for the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast, you can find me on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. Be sure to share this podcast with your family and friends. I greatly appreciate you. There would be no podcast without my awesome audience. I will see you next time.